Hi, this is Keith, and welcome to Klezmer Podcast 80 for Friday, June 10th, 2011. The website is klezmerpodcast.com, and you can write to me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. Before we get started today, I'd like to remind you that I'm available for speaking engagements for your group or organization. So if you'd like me to speak about Klezmer music or Jewish music in general, uh, please contact me. I'd be happy to uh, make arrangements with you. I'd also like to remind you that a great way to help support the Klezmer Podcast is to buy your music from the Klezmer Podcast website. Simply go to the homepage of uh, klezmerpodcast.com, click on the link that says Buy Music Here, and it'll take you directly to Klezmer Podcast's Music Delicatessen, as I've cleverly named my Amazon uh, music store. So once again, uh, klezmerpodcast.com and click on the link Buy Music Here. Help support Klezmer Podcast. So moving right on, my guest for this episode of the podcast is Benjamin Ginsberg of the Breslov Bar Band, based in the New York City area. Breslov Bar Band has a new album out entitled Have No Fear. It's a great album, and we'll be listening to a little bit of it later on. Breslov Bar Band plays music from the repertoire of the Breslov Hasidim from Israel. So it's very exciting music, and I'm certain you're going to enjoy listening to it. So here we go now with my interview with Benjamin Ginsberg. This was recorded on April 11, 2011. Hi, this is Keith with Klezmer Podcast, visiting in New York City with Benjamin Ginsberg from Breslov Bar Band. Benjamin, welcome to Klezmer Podcast on on the tour here in New York. Glad to be here. It's nice to meet you. Uh, it's funny we haven't met yet. I've been, we've been back and forth on Facebook for a couple of years probably, but uh, finally got the same place at the same time. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> So, uh, I just saw your new album, Breslov Bar Band, self-titled. Uh, oh, no, wait, there's a title. It, it's titled Have No Fear, and that actually comes from a statement by the founder of the Breslov Hasidic movement, Rabbi Nachman of Breslov, who said, all the world is but a narrow bridge. The main thing is to have no fear. Wow, that's pretty uh, inspirational. Great. Okay. Um, so obviously you've had a Jewish music background growing up and you've been playing it for a very long time. How did you discover the Breslov repertoire and what inspired you to uh, put the band together and make this recording? Well, I've been interested. Jewish music has been my life. This is what I do. And I grew, I grew up with Jewish music and Hasidic music. And when I was looking at my record collection, my CD collection, or iTunes actually nowadays, I noticed that the music that most intrigued me in terms of contemporary Hasidic music was the music being produced by contemporary Breslov Hasidim, mostly in Israel. And I found that intriguing. And there were two elements to their music that I connected to. One was that I, or that I noticed about it more. One was that I, I noticed that the music was immediately identifiable when you hear it as Breslov rather than just being pan-Hasidic music as so much of it is very hard to identify from hearing the tunes, which it is. Uh, to which Hasidic movement they belong to. In this case, it was very obvious right away. The second was that there are so many different artists working in unique styles, creating very personal music 
in the Breslov community, and so there are, there, there's a punk artist, Adiran, creating punk rock, and there's Yosef Karduner doing the sort of folk rock thing, and then there's the sort of revivalists playing traditional music and violin and guitar out of Tzfat, simply Tzfat, and so there's a lot of distinctly different sounds, but at the same time there's a thread that sort of ties all this music together. And I found that interesting. I thought it would be neat to take the melodies of this group and explore them using um, our own unique language, so to speak, the musical language that the members of the band have. And so I, we have five members in the band. I made five phone calls, and I had a band. And I described the concept to people, and, and people were interested. So I gathered a bunch of tunes that I found interesting, and we... We played them, actually the first time we played them was at a, at a performance, and the sound was 80% of what I was hearing in my head the first time we ever played those melodies. So, tell me about the instrumentation for the band. you got five members. Uh, did you have these other people in mind to start with, or did you have the instrumentation in mind, or was it kind of uh, coincidental? And also tell me about that unique instrument that you're playing. Well, I actually kind of had the instrumentation in mind, and so I spoke to musicians with that in with that with that in mind. It's basically a rock band of sorts in that the back the rhythm section is drums, electric bass, and electric guitar, and I switch off between keyboards and I play an instrument called the vibrandonian, which was invented in Italy about 10 years ago. It's basically a mouth-blown variation on the Argentinian bandoneon, so it has two reed banks tuned an octave apart, and you can turn them on or off independently of each other. That's a big part of our sound. And the other instrument is uh, clarinet. He plays clarinet and bass clarinet in the band. Right, now the material is... Uh, mostly existing material. I, I think you said you, you wrote one original on there. So, uh, what was the inspiration for your original, and where did you get the uh, the rest of the material from? Actually, there are no originals on the recording. There are all traditional melodies, except there's one tune on the me- on the record that is a contemporary Breslov melody. It's not really contemporary Breslov melody. It was written by a Breslov Hasid, Adi Ran in Israel, and so we chose to add that to the repertoire. The other tunes are all older tunes, and I, I did some research. I spoke to Breslov Hasidim. I've been exposed to this music over the years. I have some familiarity with it, but I started looking more and more into transcriptions of this music, recordings of this music, doing my own transcriptions. I transcribed a lot of these tunes, and then experimenting with them to see where they took me, and then bringing them to the band and seeing where they took us as a group. I'm fortunate in, in that the band has such wonderful musicians in it. My dream has always been to be the worst musician in, in my band, and I can safely say that I've managed to achieve this. But seriously, the, the musicians in the band are the drummer is Rich Huntley, who's a wonderful drummer, um, Yoshi Fruchter, who many of you know from a variety, huge variety of projects, plays bass. Alan Watsky, who's been touring with So Cold and Dave Krakauer and Abraham Inc. with Fred Wesley, plays guitar. And Mike Cohen plays clarinet and bass, bass clarinet. Well, so, um, what's been uh, your audience reaction when we've been performing this stuff? The audience reaction has actually been quite interesting. People seem to like what we're doing with music. 
it sounds to people who know have any experience with Jewish music there are elements of klezmer there are elements of Hasidic music in what we're doing and so they immediately have some sort of connection to the vocabulary that we're using there are also a lot of elements of contemporary music just being contemporary musicians in America at this point in time so we incorporate everyone's influences in what I feel is a very organic way it doesn't feel forced or like let's take this melody and let's force it so that it's a Latin tune it's just let's play the song see how it makes us feel and the arrangements such as they are evolve out of that very organically Right, so you mentioned that different tunes have kind of a different uh, style or, or, or vibe to them. What, can you describe a little bit about what the different styles uh, there are on the album? Sure. Um, the Breslov Hasidim, together with some other Hasidic groups, but Breslov Hasidim are particularly have an affinity towards going up north in Israel to Meiron, which is the burial place of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Um, and there was a cross-pollinization that happened there with uh, Arabic music and the local Arab residents and Druze residents. And this is where place melodies like Miserlou crossed over into Jewish repertoire. And so there's a repertoire of Debka music that you can play, that Hasidim play, or particularly Breslov Hasidim. And so we play some of that material. There are also interpretations of melodies that include punk, reggae, rock, and even uh, jazz improvisation as well. So it's a, it's, it's a pretty mixed bag of styles, but I think it sounds very organic in a way. Community, but who are interested in this, and I kind of wish those two communities of musicians would have a lot more interaction and would relate them a, a lot to each other a lot more. I kind of hope that this project does that a little bit. We have musicians who have taught at Klez Camp and at similar type of venues and we have musicians who play klezmer and musicians who play Hasidic music musicians with strong backgrounds in jazz or world music or rock or improvisational music and it it's all just one blend basically so um, are you performing this music mostly to Hasidic audiences or general Jewish audiences or general public uh, where, where have you been uh, most received on this? Well, we've actually... I named the band the Breslov Bar Band because the concept was to just take this music and create a Jewish music moment in bars or any venue where people might be open to hearing good music. It happens to be that the material we're using is Jewish. Um, the message is just for people to enjoy the music and create a power... Our goal is to create a powerful Jewish music moment. If we do that... I consider it a success. And so we've played venues like the Knitting Factory, uh, Puppets Jazz Bar, um, City Winery, and we've played synagogues. We'll play anywhere where people would like to have us. And the audience reception has been positive, both in situations where it's been primarily religious Jews or situations where it's been a bar where maybe there weren't any Jews in the room other than the band. Um, I think people relate to the energy and enthusiasm that the band has and that we're doing something interesting with the music. It's been said music is the universal language, which a friend of mine points out is not really true because if you hear certain kinds of music, you totally don't get it on first listen <laughs> from certain ethnicities. But if, you, if you're willing to listen 
to any style of music I feel that you can make a connection with the people who are creating that music and the listeners so that's what we're trying to do using Hasidic music as the foundation great so if people want to uh, buy your CD download the tracks uh, book the band find out more information uh, how would they find all of the information Okay, the band website is www.breastlovebarband.com, so that's pretty easy for people to find. The album is available on iTunes and is digital download through iTunes and Amazon.com and many other online retailers. You can also get physical copies of the album through CD Baby. And people who would like to book the band can reach me through the website at breastlovebarband.com. Perfect. Well, Vignola, it's so nice to meet you. Thanks for uh, visiting with me on the podcast. Uh, good luck with the album and, and the band. Um, I haven't heard the album yet, but I'm going to listen to it very soon, and then we'll uh, uh, pick a, a song to include with the podcast here. Thanks so much, and thanks for coming out on this uh, actually pretty nice evening here in New York City. A pleasure. Thank you, Keith. Oh, 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 oh,
Hello, this is Paulina Shepard and you're listening to Klezma Podcast. Enjoy! Okay, I'm back. That was Benjamin Ginsberg with the Breslov Bar Band from their album Have No Fear. And that track was entitled Bemotsai Yom Menucha. Once again, I'd like to thank Benjamin for appearing on the podcast and for providing the track for us to listen to. So remember, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or if you have a band that would like to be interviewed or have your music played on the podcast, or if you have a recent or soon-to-be-released album you'd like me to review, please write to me at keith at klesmerpodcast.com. Again, the website is klesmerpodcast.com, and the music heard on the podcast is for promotional purposes only and is used with permission. So that's about it for Klezmer Podcast 80. Thanks for listening. Please stay subscribed. Tell your friends. And until next time, bye for now.